Good morning and afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 32. What in the net is going on here? What is going on here? It's, it's, everything's a lot closer than I thought. Like, I guess it's still very early in the season. What, we're only like 20, 25 games in? Not even that far. I think we we're not even that far? Prob- probably early 20s, early 20s. Early 20s? Yeah. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's just because I don't remember last year very well, but I feel like things were more defined. Yes, I think last season was chaotic, but early on we at least saw some trends, whereas so far the start of the season, teams are all over the place, Everyone, which, which is juicy. Everything's so close. Like, there's so many, like, there's, like other than, like, no one's really pulled ahead. Mm. Like, like, no one's been devastatingly strong from the beginning. There are a couple of strong-looking teams, but then teams just keep sort of flipping back and forth on, like, if they want to play well or not. Speaking of flick- flipping back and forth, I'm Ben. This is oh, Harry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Forgot about that. Yeah, we we, uh, we talk about the basketball. Yeah. I think we're just itching to go because there's, there's so much there's, to talk about. There's a lot so. to talk about. And we didn't do one last week because I was sick again. Uh, in it Australia, happens. it's it's cold season. Hmm. And we've been sick, but now we're not. We're good so to go now. I want to start off straight away with calling out the 76ers. Yep. I curse, like, you're welcome. I curse them to be good. Because <laughs> I said that Doc Rivers is trash. Yep, we've got it here on the board. And that they're not going to win the championship, which I stand by. Yep. Doc Rivers is trash. But somehow the Nets decided to be even worse than Doc Rivers. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, we've got it right here. We've got the call. Doc Rivers needs to be, in capital letters, fired. Yes. Otherwise, they're not going to make and the I, I still finals. stand by that. Mm. But um, the 76ers beat the Nets last week. Yep. The Nets that had a full bench. They had KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons. They even had Claxton. Yep. They had uh, all of their bench players. I don't think there was anyone super important that missed the game. They had Curry. They had um, who's the other shooter? Uh, but, 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 uh, Harris. Harris. Yep. Yeah, they they had pretty much everyone they could ever want, and they lost to Niang. <laughs> George Niang just going off. Niang was just like <laughs> just firing. Like and like they, he just kept like the Nets were just like, oh yeah, we should win this. Let's just let the the bench players for the 76ers shoot threes. Yeah, I mean what you, you were saying before they had Milton and Melton. And that was that was kind of it. yeah. And then they had Tobias Tucker and uh, some other random dude, I think. Yeah, but they were missing Maxi, so obviously the backup guards getting some more reps. And Harold, and yeah. Harold started, and he's been terrible. Mm. Like they were missing Maxley, Harden, and Embiid, and yep. they beat pretty much a full strength Nets. Again, how this goes back to the intro. How crazy what the net is going on. Like, <laughs> I was about to say that, damn it. I was about to be like, oh. what in the net is going on? <laughs> I took your tagline. Um, but then, a week later, actually, well, today, in fact, mm. the the first of the 12th at 6.09 p.m. And that that is legit. You can look. It is 6.09 p.m. As I'm um, recording. <laughs> um, then they lose to the Cavs. By like, uh, my math is very poor, but that's like 20, 30 points. Yeah, it was about a 30 point loss. 30 and point loss. Most importantly, this is with Embiid. With Embiid. With, pretty much back to full strength. So it's like... Yeah, they're, look, they're, they're missing Maxley and Harden, but yeah. uh, the Cavs were missing uh, Kevin Love... And Jared Allen. And Jared Allen, which, not the same... Like, you can't compare those two to Maxley and Harden, mm. but 
if you if, in my opinion if you're trying to make a deep playoff run and you have your number one player which Embiid is their number one player and honestly should have feasted on Mobley I don't think like yeah. Mobley's good but he's just especially against Embiid Embiid's a lot bigger muscular I mean Mobley's defense is actually not bad the number of like help defense blocks he gets that's what he specializes in but going one-on-one against yeah, a big boy like Embiid post you to up. quote the great Shaquille O'Neal barbecue chicken time exactly. that's what it should have been for Embiid <laughs> exactly and that and that and that is why I have doubts about this team as much as I hate to have doubts about the 76ers yeah uh, and this is why Doc is trash because if you can't and the the other issue is is that they they beat the Nets by six I think it was yeah. Um, it wasn't a huge victory. It was still mostly close. Yeah. And at the end, they kind of like, yeah, they got away by six or whatever. I think it was yeah, like it was about yeah. a nine point win. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Nine point win. I was close. Six, nine. Yeah. Jeez, Ben. Wow. Nice. Um, but the fact that for me, it's concerned that they lost by 30. Yeah. The problem with Philly is like they're either on and they win by a bit or they're completely off and they lose by 30 and it completely falls apart. Yeah. And it's not like it was a close game. It was by, I think by the second quarter end of the second early third they already had that 30 point gap Jeez. halfway through the game i was i was looking at the score like this can't be right what <laughs> you yeah, know i saw that and i, was, I remember I, f- I checked in the first half and it was quite like, close and then when i next checked it i was like when did that happen <laughs> so oh it's interesting because all right little flashback to i think last season we were talking about this right you've got mvp caliber and bead right yeah what pieces do you need around him and i think we mentioned things like you need a few more shooters you need a bit more help uh, spacing it out and I feel like they they made a couple moves. They got they've got what like Niang and stuff like that on the perimeter. Korkmaz. They've got a few shooters around him, but I don't know. Like what what else needs to be done? I feel like they're that's exactly yeah. They've got like and when Embiid and PJ Tucker are on the floor together, the mm. seven the seventy sixes defense is like rated a hundred and something point six, which uh, it's a hundred and six a uh, hundred point six. Yeah, sorry, I got there. Yep. Um, which I don't know what that means. But according to the statistic, it's the best in the league. That's a good number defensively. Yeah. So when both when those two as a duo are on the floor, their defense is really good. Yeah. So if, in my opinion, they've got all they've got great shooters, great playmakers. They've got an, a, an offensive, unstoppable big that can shoot and can post up and can do all the things you want a big man to do in a modern yeah. day NBA. So if the team looks really good, then who do you think? is the one that should be at fault here. <laughs> Doc Rivers. <laughs> I, 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 there's no one else you can point fingers at, really. I think an interesting point is so many times when you have a team that gets hyped up, they bring in all these, all these players. Let's even flash back a couple of years to Philly when they got in, like, they got Jimmy. They got Jimmy Butler. They, oh, they brought well, in, like, all those guys. They had, like, pretty much a four all-stars on the court, effectively, yeah. right? A lot of teams, when they have this big thing, it's like, all right, hype up. It's going to have high expectations. And it doesn't go well. The coach is gone. Like, give him, like, half a season, maybe one season. How, coach is gone. How did Doc Rivers not get fired last year? How is he sticking around? Because they have a prime, like, Embiid. You can't waste this, this time with prime Embiid. No. And somehow sticking around. So, look, I don't, I don't know if I hate uh Sorry, I hate Embiid. Hate Doc as much as you, you have. But no, it's like, hate, but. It's like he threw, he, like, choked at the Clippers. Yeah. And he choked again with the 76ers. And they're like, oh, yeah, don't worry. We'll give you another shot. Like, what yeah. is, who does this man know? Like, he just really must be. <laughs> He's pulling some strings. But I'm really agreeing with you now. Because if you look back, like, if you take it season by season, you go, okay, maybe this could have been done differently. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. This but the number of seasons, look at the number of teams he's had that should have been deep, deep playoff runs. And he's uh, maybe a couple times made, like, the conference finals, but should be doing better. 
How is he still there? This is the best. Uh, look, this is his last shot. Honestly. I feel like it has to be right. This is the best team he's had in years. Yeah, other than maybe the four All Star team, but maybe that didn't have the same same depth as perhaps they are currently. It's just it's, yeah. What it, more can be done? I think they need a fresh fresh start. They need a fresh coaching. Talking about what more can be done. KD in the last four games hmm. has been averaging 38 points a game, 6.5 rebounds, and 5.8 assists. What more can KD do <laughs> to try and get a... like? To, look, and Simmons is injured again. He's got knee problems. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, it's still not going smoothly for the Nets, but what more can KD do? Man, K- K- KD is look. He's getting a little bit older, but he does not look like it. He's balling out this season. I'm I'm not the biggest KD stand, but he's having a great start to the season. Uh, it, I mean, look, it's tough with all the external situation with players in and out and stuff. Like, I mean, he's got Kyrie back now. Um, is he the best player ever? Like, as in, he has to be statistically the best player to ever return from a torn Achilles. Oh yes, I was wondering where you're going with that with best player ever. But yeah, from a potentially career-ending injury like that to bounce back the way he has yep i'd say hands i can't think of anyone who's come back that strong remember when it happened to kobe and he had to turn into a jump shooter after his tourniquets like that was was not there kd looks pretty much as good as he ever has been really looks the same yeah (laughs) it's so whatever whatever like dark twitter kind of stuff he's pulled to bring some magic in to make him come back fully i don't know it's like look at look at even like someone like clay thompson yeah who had obviously had two huge injuries mm. and obviously he needs his you know he just uh he's taking a lot of time to get better which is fine like look at harris like there's a lot of people that are taking time to get back from injuries but mm. kd just kind of came back and was like yeah i'm good he's like yeah i'm good let's go <laughs> i'm bowling <laughs> let me put up 40 easy <laughs> so the nets I, I think at this stage of the nets uh look on paper that's the thing right on paper i think they're such a great team yeah the the def- the defense is not there at the moment. Yeah, that's definitely the thing. We just seeing. had a coach change. Like I'm, I'm prepared. Even though the statistics say that if you um, are in a losing, if you've lost, uh, if you've lost more of in the first fourteen games, if you've lost more of them than you've won them, you're not gonna, you, you can't win a championship. I'm happy to give like let, interesting. Let, let like there's weird statistics like that where yeah. it's like there's statistically they have a zero percent chance now. Yeah. Um, but. They're still in there. Mm. They're not completely out of it. They're eighth at the moment. They're slowly coming back up. They were in tenth. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. I need another twenty games. Yeah. I want to give them twenty more games. Well, actually, it's a fifty-two game season. There have been too many like other predicaments and situations beginning of the season, missing players, things yeah. like that. I want to give them so. ten to fifteen more games. If I, I just feel like if this team can get hot. They'll be. They've got all the firepower in the world. That's the thing. Offensively, they're scary. The interesting thing, though, just like comparing their offense to, let's say, like, like I don't know, other crazy offensive teams, the Warriors and Celtics. They made the finals last year. The difference is just the ball movement and passing is not the same. They go on sheer like the number of ISO plays from like KD and Kyrie. Like they still get buckets. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's a lot of ISO, and then last resort kicking out to their three point shooters. Whereas you have, like, Boston, I think, leading the league uh, in points and scoring. The Warriors leading the league in assists. Like, very different, like, ball uh, movement-based teams, I guess. And I know KD can play in that system because uh, I I watched the Curry interview with JJ, which was really, really good. Uh, But he was saying, like, when KD comes in, a player of that caliber, you think, oh, who's going to have to not, like, be scoring as much to balance it out? But KD's like, no, I can play with whatever. Like, 
whatever system I can play in it. Katie hoops. Yeah. He's, he just straight gets buckets. It's insane. It's so just, I almost want to see like... But that's what made the Golden State Warriors so good. Yeah. There was no ego. It was all about just getting the best shot. It was about winning. Just straight up winning. Yeah. So it'd be interesting with the Nets team. Like I don't know. Obviously, they've had multiple coaches. Nash has gone and things like that. But if there's some coach can come in and change the way they play a bit, because yes, they do thrive on the mid-range. They thrive on the ISO. They've got the talent. With that team with a bit more ball movement, I don't know. I think maybe, maybe, could be maybe a bit the more new efficient. coach is still trying to like work out. It. Like you know, he's obviously they've got to redo the playbook now from Kevin, Na- uh, That's Kevin Nash. No, Steve Nash. Yeah. Steve Nash. I guess it's close. early days. So. It's close. Yeah. I just, uh, but yeah, I, I just on paper this team looks fantastic, and they're just not achieving what I think is yeah. possible. Obviously, Ben Simmons is still ramping up. He's had some good, better games. Yeah, I think last time we mentioned that we want to see a little bit more from him, but give him he some time. He had a time. twenty-point game the other and day. Yeah, as soon as we we put that out there, he, he had, had twenty. Tw- he's had some double doubles. He's had. Did we like curse Ben Simmons to be better? Is this a new thing? Instead of the opinions curses, the opinions bless. <laughs> blessed, maybe. Blessed. Hashtag opinions blessed. Maybe we are. Here's maybe we are. Maybe we should start at the Church of Opinions. Come, <laughs> my child. Shoot the three. Bless. We can get Kyrie getting the sage around the uh, room oh, for us. And I yeah. want a big, big hat. <laughs> a big Pope hat. Oh, man. Uh, talking about uh, other people that are playing ridiculously well, I want to mm. very quickly mention that Jason Tatum's averaging 30 points a game at the moment for the whole yep. season. He is on fire. I think he got like 45 points the other day. Yeah. Boston look really, really strong. At the mm. moment, obviously, it's still early season and things fall apart in the postseason. But at the moment, they are the clear number one team in the East. Yep, definitely. and they're still missing their main center, Williams. Yeah, and they're they're just playing really good. like they're locked in. The new coach is doing great. They've just sort of shrugged off that whole coaching controversy and they're just back at it. Which honestly, I love to see it. I do yeah. like to see if you make a deep playoff run that you can keep things together and they did everything right they kept the team together mm. they didn't blow it up they didn't make any major changes and I'm glad that they're doing well because it sucks when someone makes a deep playoff run and you like talk them up and then the next year they just suck yeah because there's all that pressure once you make it to especially the finals to come back and then perform well I think a lot of people honestly were sleeping on them a bit because they were saying oh defensive wise without their key in the paint they're going to be going to be worse and oh. without the coach going to be worse but just some stats. They're leading the league in points per game, in threes per game, percentage Jesus. per game, free throw percentage. Just honestly, defensively, they're doing enough. It's their offense efficiency that is just going wild. Like, they've got they've got the star talent, but I think it's just good looks. They're just well, they, unstoppable they, in that they regard. They beat the Hornets the other day, 140 to 105. 140, that's a big stat line. <laughs> I uh, mean, we're seeing it more and more these days, but you don't see a ton of 140s. That's pretty pretty high. The thing is, right, even if you're versing the worst team in the league, the skill level is still ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, looking at some of the upsets already in the beginning of the season, any team can still surprise any other team. So it's about consistency and those easy, quote-unquote, easy games. Yeah. You still have to perform on those Which, nights. Honestly, these these easy games, in, in quotes, might be the difference between a couple of seeding places with the how with the mm. way things are going at That's the true. moment. Uh, let's... I also want to mention uh, Scotty Barnes has gone... He's, he's going backwards this year in all categories. Mm. Not good to hear. <laughs> all categories. He is... Uh, struggling. He had four points, I think, today. He was like one from seven. It was pretty bad. But yeah. look, if you like, I've got up here on the screen, like his career. You can look at his career. His career stats are better than his stats this year in all, except for sorry, I lied. Except for assists, 
So he's distributing the ball a little bit better this season. But other than that, that everything his points else are down. Is... His percentages are generally down. Yeah, everything's going backwards. His uh, rebounds, points, um, his efficiency. It's not what he had. Such a great season last year. Yeah, he. I had him on my my fantasy team, and whoo, <laughs> he was great. He had a really for solid a rookie. rookie season. Like I was looking at him, one of the top candidates for rookie of the year he was up in that caliber at least obviously a Cade Mobley but I mean look the Raptors are still doing all right sitting in seventh at the moment so obviously it's not impacting the team too much but the the second honestly the rookie year I, I don't know if other people say this too but rookie year is like a nice little taste but doesn't say too much I feel like year number two that's the important year. And I think you see that with a lot of the little guys. I think Lamella had a big second year. Like, uh, mm. Jar even took a big step up. Like, these guys have a good first year, but the second one is when they've had that time to acclimatize. So, it's a little concerning if Scotty's going backwards a little bit. So Yeah, and obviously, like, it's still early in the season. Yeah. But I, I did see a post today how, yeah, Scotty is just having a rough start to the year. And I hope he can push out because the thing is, right, if he's, you know, getting four or five points a game instead of 10 to 15, like, that's... Like with a not a huge like like the the Raptors roster at the moment isn't like hugely star studded. No, no. It's there's definitely like you know someone like him. The difference between him getting averaging ten and or fifteen a game is is a big step up. Yeah, because they've all got to work together. And if if Barnes isn't carrying his weight, well, one thing Nick Nurse will call him out. <laughs> yeah. Nick Nurse is brutal. Yeah, when it comes to calling people out sometimes. Uh, but it yeah it will slow down the Raptors like I think that look I don't think the Raptors will be winning anything anytime soon but I think they've got the potential to be comfortably you know I think they could be comfortably in like the top six because yeah that's the interesting thing to be honest because oh, obviously the they had they had Kawhi obviously and a lot of other pieces Gasol Ibaka all that so they like win win the championship you'd think that they'd be like full tank full rebuild after that but they've been pretty much borderline like bottom kind of uh, playoff team in yeah. the last few years following their ring which is better than expected so absolutely they kind of need their younger players like like scotty to kind of start stepping it up to maintain that because honestly they could be back in contention much sooner than going through the, through a full rebuild so they've got the best coach in the league yeah I'll, I'll maybe top two we'll put steve kerr up there as well yeah. but uh they've got pretty much the best coach in the lead league and like that's the thing they've got like close like i wouldn't say they've got any like all over they've got piasco but got, like yeah siakam they got uh, fred van vliet first time all-star last year so yeah but like they haven't got like but it's not like the same as like a lebron or yeah yeah you know what i mean like they're kind of good. like like oh nice they made all-star not like oh yeah they're a lock for all-star yeah <laughs> it, i would say it's like like look they've got good players sorry toronto yeah. i'm not trying to like <laughs> say you're bad i just feel like that nick nurse um Brings out the best in, in players, players that aren't as high a caliber as you yeah. expect. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think it's like like I expect them to be good, but I feel like they that the Toronto Raptors exceed my expectations on a consistent basis. Yeah, exactly. I mean, speaking of exceeding as well, they are above teams with a lot more legitimate talent like Nets, uh, Wizards, Heat. So I think yeah, they're they're definitely uh, coached well and playing well as a team rather than having that firepower. God, so. what is Chicago doing? Yeah, maybe we'll touch on that in a moment. <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't even... I was so hyped for them, and now they're just... What are they doing? If you want, we can have a quick touch on that, because there are a few surprises. Because, yeah, obviously, we, we like we said, early season, but we're still, still seeing a couple patterns. We mentioned how, like, Philly was down a little bit further. They've, they've kind of bumped up a little bit. But teams that haven't improved amounts back that I would have expected are notably the Bulls and the Miami, Miami Heat. Uh, 
which oh, to be I, fair, I thought Miami was just got hot. I don't know. I I've never rated Miami that high, and everyone was like, eh, Miami, 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 this. Eh. and I was like, bruh, they suck. I don't know. I don't know, man. Like, I'm not the biggest Miami stand either. Like, again, I'm going to say that. But Quote me. But they have good coaching, Spolstra. They've got decent depth. I mean, look, they, they took a few steps backwards with some of their players, like Robinson, not having a great season last year. But yeah. How much are they paying him? Like, $10 million but a they, year they keep to making, sit on the bench? They keep making deep playoff runs. You can't argue with that. And they finished, they finished first in the East last year, did they not? Yeah, but they so, didn't go to the finals. Yeah, but they still made a deep playoff run. Uh, all I'm saying is... Uh, I'm surprised this season is what I'm saying. They should be up higher. Yes, they probably exceed expectations, but even with with that in consideration, they should be up a bit higher. Mm, the roster isn't that great. It's not that great, but I think it's a bit of a Toronto situation. We've got good coaching. I think overall good team play, so I think it should be higher. Jimmy, like, Jimmy's extra hair is weighing him down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. He like transplanted that hair, bro. <laughs> Look. He pulls it off. Jimmy's getting older. Yeah. Bam's great. Yeah. Tyler Hero's mostly great hmm. Kyle Lowry's slowing down significantly yeah I agreed with that Victor didn't he get uh, Duncan's your the most expensive bench warmer of all time <laughs> shots fired but true and Victor's just like it's just Victor he's kind of okay mid. right he, yeah he had his all-star era and then he's kind of just been a support player since then he's so look honestly yeah when you look at the roster you go look, okay look, you can defend them I'm just saying <laughs> like I think they're bad and I don't I think last year they got overhyped uh, well, you're, you're right honestly they probably probably were overhyped I think <laughs> I think the expectations were too high oh my he's gonna win oh my they all right. They did a lot with very little, is what I'm saying. Yeah, okay, finish first. They all right. They are. This is my. This is my call. They are the Jazz of the East in terms of like previous Jazz, because like finish first or second, like real high in the season, and then don't do well in the playoffs. So, I mean, look, they made a final. Okay, I'm just saying the the playoffs. They weren't bad. They weren't bad. So I don't know what you're talking about. They're, they they haven't got the best piece, and they did well. So can we can we put on the uh, the board? the Miami Heat and then in in brackets with the be- most expensive bench warmers. <laughs> That's Oh, we should actually have a look and find out who the most expensive bench warmers are. That would be an interesting little segment. That would be maybe next week. <laughs> it's my- <laughs> I w- every time we mention Miami now, their nickname is. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to call them the Miami Heat. I'm going to call them expensive bench warmer. Oh my gosh, <laughs> savage! Uh, but yeah, look, I think I think yeah. To be, to be fair, still early in the season, but I think the expectations expectations are higher on themselves because of their uh, season performances. So that, I think that's sure. the reason why. Sure. Moving Let's on. talk about top of the West. We talked about yes. Boston. Let's talk about the Suns. Yeah. Which. Booker's playing crazy. Yeah, dropped like what fifty-one the other game. Oh my so god, he's got just a casual fifty piece. I yeah. think he's. I think he's averaging like thirty at the moment as well. Yeah. Uh, I just want to point out, and this see, this is the difference between f- someone like Philadelphia and someone like the Suns, who I have a lot more confidence in. The Suns are first in the West at the moment without Chris Paul, Cam Johnson, or Jay Crowder, who's still honestly chucking a bit of a hissy fit because he they wanted to put <laughs> they wanted to play him off the bench and he was like eh. yeah that's a good point honestly the way they're playing you you forget that they're missing some of the most key players so that gives me confidence for a deep playoff run yeah yeah i think we were, we were talking about the sixes before missing players doing poorly so i think yeah when a team can still uphold that standard while missing pieces they have guys that can they, slot in they've got the depth they've got the hustle they don't give up yeah they play well like that that is a team that can overcome adversity in a playoff run because yep. things very rarely go to plan in playoffs. 
Yeah. Someone will go down. 100%. And you, and you need to be able to adjust, especially over a long series. Exactly. So. Shout out to Campaign, by the way. 13 points a game, He's been five assists. playing great. And this is a guy who was like barely on the bottom of the bench for some other teams, like I think Thunder and Chicago. He was looking like, oh, this guy's not going to be league for much longer. Shout out to him. He's been balling. So good on him for sticking in there. Good spot. Because so. Campaign... No, no, it's the other one that's a really good defensive one. But yeah, no, Campaign's been coming off the bench. Yep. Or used to be coming off the bench. Yeah. So... Wowzers. Good on him. Jankyas, left-hander shot, but he makes it. But, so. but the other thing is, like, you need someone to step up, like, with when you're missing, like, three of your better players. Yeah, especially Chris Paul, literally their point guard running the show. They need the other guards to, to step up more as well. So, I think you're doing so, pretty yeah, well. So, yeah, shout-out to Boston. Shout-out to the Suns. Y'all, at the moment, are the teams to beat mm. that are the measuring stick for everyone else. Speaking of measuring, uh, we were discussing the other day how... I love I love looking at the games behind. We always do this because it's oh, so exciting. It is. But the West in particular, uh, one through eleven, only separated by four and a half games. So I love love how exciting this is because we say, all right, Suns are at the top at the moment, but who knows? Next week but could be could be anyone as far as like even the Blazers or Timberwolves technically could be up there. They're not going to be. But, but the <laughs> other thing is right. OKC and the Lakers are only six and a half games behind. Yeah. It is not. They're only two games behind tenth, eleventh. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. It's, Even the Lakers in thirteenth, it's could not still in make a the push. realm of impo- Like it's honestly, it's not a given that they will stay there. Yeah, makes it juicy. So. While while we mention the Lakers quickly, mm. I, I just want to very 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 quickly. <laughs> we always have to have a little touch on. <laughs> uh, I just want to absolutely drop a huge dump on the Lakers because a, a quote came out that said apparently. Uh, there is belief shared by the leaders in the Lakers locker room, <clears throat> LeBron, um, that the team is only a couple of players away from turning the group into a legit le- into a legitimate contender. I heard that as well, and it, it made me laugh. <laughs> it made me laugh. Oh, I mean, technically speaking, any team with LeBron on it is kind of a couple of pieces away because he's pulled some crazy teams up deep into playoffs. But the, no, the way the Lakers are looking, no, it's going to be more than a couple of pieces. I'm sorry, Bron. I, sorry, buddy. I was, just, I was just like, oh, are you going to go like the soft line? Or I need like, because nah. like, if you don't go hard, no, I'm going to tell you right now, that is the most ridiculous, <laughs> most short-sighted, like what else can I say? This is the dumbest quote I have ever ever heard made me laugh i'm usually a fence sitter and i'll try and look on the other other perspective but no it's the, not not possible the lakers have zero chance no and they, they shot themselves in the foot as well because not only are they stuck with a bad roster like they they don't have the the picks and the pieces to actually trade and try and improve so they're kind of stuck with what they got you know what bad. i am so confident i've been listening to a podcast recently where they've been playing around they call it um Icy Hot or whatever it is, but Deep Heat. Oh, okay, yeah. They've been playing around Deep Heat because they're idiots. Yep, down right? under we call it Deep Heat. Yep. Yes, <laughs> but it's the it's the hot, icy... I, I don't know what the Americans call it. It's like I Icy Hot. it's Icy Hot, yeah. Yeah, Icy Hot, right? I I am so confident that the Lakers will not make it anywhere near the play... Like, uh, into the playoffs. Like, they might squeeze into the playoffs, but they're not going to go anywhere. I am it's so like confident. Yeah, no, first round exit, 100%. But I will put it on... I will... Here's, here's the bet. Here we go. If the Lakers make the conference finals... Okay. Because this is what this quote is. They, they think they're two players away from making a deep run. Yeah, they said a legitimate contender, and I would say that would be at least, yeah, conference finals, yeah. Yeah. I, oh, do I put... Okay, no, I'll, I'll say semis. I'll say semis. Okay, conference semis. Conference they will semis. not make the semifinals. you got to go Got to go all in, okay. This year, they will not make the semifinals. There's no chance. And if they do, 
I will rub icy hot all over my junk. <laughs> that is how confident I am. There is no way that you can tell me that the Lakers will make the semifinals. I mean, it sounds like a safe bet, but when the stakes are that high, it does make me a little scared. Uh, but you I'm, know what? I'm Fair. confident. I'm putting it on the board. I'm just going to put Icy Hot, and then I'm just going to draw a shape. And <laughs> Icy Hot Lakers. Yeah. There is no way. <laughs> there is no way they can make the semifinals. I think there are a lot of people that would agree with you. Not... But... Look, here's the thing, right? I think Phoenix are better than the Lakers. I think Denver are better than the Nuggets. I think New Orleans Lakers. are better than the Nuggets. I think Lakers. Golden State are better than the, the Lakers. Sorry. Yeah. I think... Oh, that's only four. Mm. Yeah, no, but that's all I need. I only need four people. Yeah. I think the majority of the West, to be honest, looking at it. Yeah, actually, so. sorry. Yeah, yeah, no. Honestly, Phoenix, Nuggets, Pelicans, Grizzlies are better. I think if the Clippers are 100% healthy, they're better and better coached. I don't think the Kings are better. The Jazz, honestly, I think the Jazz are Wild better card. than the Lakers. <laughs> uh, that's uh, Golden State, definitely. I think the Timberwolves are better. I think the Portland Trailblazers are better. I think the Mavs are better, and they're currently in 11th. You could probably read out almost the entire league, yeah. and they'll be yeah, better. Yeah, no, so. I'm confident. <laughs> I think I'm 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 plagued by a tiny bit of doubt. I wanted to make this the conference finals, but I think <laughs> I think no. I'm I'm a hundred percent sure. Okay. That my balls are safe. Lock it in, <laughs> because there's no way in hell they can make the semifinals. You know what I think it is though, just to put a bit less hype and a bit more like reason to this crazy, crazy quote. I think it's just inspiring the team. I think they have to say that at that point. I don't think they even believe it themselves, but you just kind of have to say it, right? LeBron's like, I got to pretend. Yeah, you got to at least pretend and then you never know what can happen. So it's better than saying like, yeah, our team's screwed. We have no no potential. We've built a terrible roster. I'm stuck here. Look, Game over. I'll give them props. AD has looked pretty good recently yeah because we definitely trash talked him a fair bit over the last couple seasons so. oh yeah absolutely <laughs> so as long as ad like look ad's looking better where yeah. is he where, where are his stats he's been playing pretty decently yeah I'll give him that he's been playing well this is the sort of ad that they got when they initially traded for him yeah not it's, top five player in the league like many people keep saying he is over the last few no, years. No, he's not a top five player. No, no, no. <laughs> people that was always just, put him top five for some reason. That was anyway. just the association with LeBron. Yeah. I think they were like, oh, I'm going to keep LeBron happy. Let's make AD top five. Yeah, <laughs> that will suck up to LeBron. But mm. uh, as long as he can stay healthy, which let me tell you, there is not, I think only other than Embiid, uh, who flops a lot, he, um, AD is the one that I see the most that just like with normal things like ah oh, my back yeah. ah my knee oh my ankle oh I got knocked over again oh I did a block and somehow that like hurt me back oh like old. that man looks like he hurts himself at least ten times a game yeah it's not great <laughs> he's only one bad injury away from being out for the rest of the season which yeah, I which, think fingers crossed that he doesn't get injured because no, we've seen too much injury I in never wish spot, for so. anyone to get hurt yeah he just looks so fragile it's just concerning to watch yeah he looks so fragile Mm. Um, I want to quickly mention uh, that James Wiseman is has played five games in the G League and has a plus minus of minus thirty five. Yeah, uh, it's it's yeah concerning because you you want to see him go to the G League, ball out, absolutely just get some confidence, get some experience, and then come back to the NBA. But when he's looking that not great, which which <laughs> I have G to League. say, I have to say, I have seen zero footage from him in the G League. I have seen zero stat lines. Yeah. I have no idea if he's actually been playing good or bad. 
All I'm saying is that having a minus 35 over five games does not look good on paper. Yeah. I and have done... Considering all five games are all negative. It's not like you yeah. had one good game and then four bad. I have all done, done zero research on this other than that stat that has yeah. been posted. Because people can cherry pick stats and make things look like one thing when they're not. But overall, it's not uh, inspiring confidence, I think I no. would say. No. Uh, and then the other thing that's not inspiring confidence, which we're, it's going to lead into the... Uh, actually, you know what, Harry? Play the Hot Sauce song now. I have put together a little bit of statistical analysis. Well, I do like a good statistical analysis. I am so glad I didn't flub any of those words. Nailed it. Beautiful. I nailed it. So <laughs> I'm going to start off with the Mavs. As yep. I want to talk, I want to talk about usage rates and minutes played. But before I can talk about that, I just want to mention that Reggie Bullock, the other day against Golden State, zero 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 on zero from three shooting, minus fourteen in fourteen minutes. They they call that the Tony Snell stat line, uh, the famous game of having literally zero across all stats, assists, rebounds, points, everything. Uh, I think he did it even better because. Yeah, I think I think uh, Tony Snell actually had some fouls, whereas Reggie didn't even have any fouls. Yeah. So he he had zero for everything. He just jogged up and down the court. <laughs> yeah, there, it's like the Westbrook quote on Pat Bev. He's just out there doing a lot of running, <laughs> fooling everyone. So, uh, and then the Mavs have added Kemba Walker, which honestly just look. I would, there's nothing really to say. I don't think that moves the needle much for me. Yeah, he's not going to come nothing. in. Nothing got to move. He honestly, it's it's all upside. I'll, I'll look a positive kind of spin on it. It's all upside because if nothing happens, then whatever. But if he actually is contributing to the team, then that's good. So. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about um, minutes played per game. Okay. Currently, at the moment, we have a top five of Luca, Mikel Bridges, Fred VanVleet, Donovan Mitchell. I don't know who. Anthony Simons on uh, the Blazers. Ah, that's right. I don't watch the Blazers. That'd be why. Uh, which is <laughs> oh, a, technically an equal fourth. And then you've got Devin Booker. To, well, they make it a top six. Yep. Um, and then if we look at usage rates, mm-hmm. we've got Giannis at the top with 39%, apparently. I thought that Luca was the highest, but according to this stat, statistics place, he's the highest. But Luca's at a 37.8. You've got Jar at 35. Trey at 34. Uh, SGA at 32, and then Jason Tatum. Now, with these four or five teams, outside of the Bucks, but even with the Bucks, are these teams that you think rely... Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cherry-prick the question here. Do you think these teams rely too much on a single person and not enough on the team? That's, that's actually a good question, because... And that, that's the point I'm going here, is that we've got a lot of high minutes players yeah because logically you do have a lot of teams that are dependent on one player so obviously they're going to have high usage uh i think there are a lot of teams that have a deep roster and have a lot of options but still do go to one one uh player i suppose but yes i would say yes the answer is i think they do depend on them notably the most i think would be the mavs with luca just absolutely carrying them uh, Buck, Bucks to some extent missing currently also missing Middleton so of course Giannis is getting even more usage back. so yeah but, yeah, and that's the thing Giannis has the highest usage rate but he's only playing 32 uh, and averaging 32 minutes a game yep. while Luke is averaging 37 minutes a game see that yeah that's a big step up in minutes in, as well as the usage so yeah and that that's the other thing is like the minutes per game like Jar's at 33 Trey's getting closer to Luca at, at 35 
SGA at 35, Tatum's playing 36, but it's all around that 35 mark, which again, yeah. we're arguing about three minutes a game, give or take. Yeah. But if you add three minutes a game for 52 games, that's a lot of extra wear and tear yeah. p- coupled with the high usage rate. Mm. Um, I just think it's interesting how, if I can find Booker, can you see Booker on my list anywhere? Up a tiny bit. Oh, up like Booker. Four, yep. Yeah. Okay. So he's like two, four, six, eight, ten, eleventh. Yeah. Which, but he hasn't got crazy high usage. Uh, well, his usage is av- like you know. I think I think where Booker is, he's got a thirty-one percent usage rate with yeah, thirty-six got, minutes. He's got per one, game. one of the higher minutes per game, but a lower usage for that number of minutes. Which, which I think less. Yeah, which I think well, tracks kind of what I mentioned before. There are some teams that you still have a guy with relatively high usage, and I think I see Mitchell on that list very, very close to uh, Booker as well. See, yeah. like the Cavs and Phoenix are those teams that have multiple options. The ball movement's crazy. Like they still so, have their main scorer. Like Donovan, for example, came in beginning of the season yeah. just like I'm going to get he's, buckets. Yeah, he's playing high, higher yeah. minutes than what I'd maybe like Mitchell. Yeah. Um, but he's up there. Yeah, but, but it's not usage. the same situation as as like a Mavericks where they're getting a lot of usage for the one player, but they don't have all the other options. Yeah, so they're kind of forced into doing that's that. That's the thing, so. right? If you've got high usage with high minutes, yeah. like that's like, that's the thing. Like Mitchell's playing high minutes, but lo- lower usage, which yeah. means that even if he doesn't, you know, Luca's taking every shot. He's still wearing, he's still doing things. He's still getting worn out because yeah. the usage is high. The minutes are high. You need those people around you to take the ease off. He can't do everything. I don't think what the Mavs are look the what Mavs are doing at the moment, and they're like that. Well, I guess that's the thing. They're nine and ten. The nine wins, ten losses. They're eleventh. Yeah. Yeah. It's a close season at the moment, but they're literally relying on Luca to to carry them at the moment, and I don't think it's sustainable. That's a good point. Because, look, uh, Luca, I think, is top odds for MVP race uh, from pretty much all places you go to. And that, that tracks with the crazy stats he's putting up. Uh, but it, it does, yeah, it makes me a little concerned. Because he seems relatively durable. He's not quite as, like, fragile as some young players are. Uh, they haven't quite put on that, that muscle yet. And they're a little bit more uh, fragile. But, yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah, it does make you worry with that much usage and that many minutes. Like, he's pretty much doing everything on the court. Yeah. It makes and you worry because you'd hate to see if he gets injured. First oh, of all, everyone in the league should be sad because he's so entertaining to watch. But secondly, yeah, the maps have literally no no hurt. Yeah, and I they guess look the, like the Rockets. The so. other thing as well is that Kevin Durant is on high minutes. He's playing about thirty six minutes a game. He's only on a thirty two percent usage rate. But it's that same thing of like, you know, he has had a history of significant injuries. Yeah, like, can you afford to have? Like the like the probably the one play you can't afford to lose, averaging thirty six minutes a game. Yeah, I think, and also we're not saying so far much as I'm um, like uh, load management to the point where it's like not entertaining. Like not, we're not saying we're not that. Saying but don't take him. Like don't yeah. rest him for the. But yeah. that's the thing. Like if if you could average like what Giannis is averaging thirty two or something thirty three. Yeah. Like think about like it's crazy. Like you're like oh it's only five minutes, but when you add five minutes up for four or five games a week, you need to. Uh, the NBA is not a sprint. Yeah, definitely. It's a marathon. It's it's one of the longer seasons in a lot of sports, the number of sheer number of games played. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think yeah, they 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 kind of like teams like Dallas are kind of forced into I don't think they're going to give Luka less minutes because they need him out there doing what he does. But yeah, it does raise the point like if they can at least drop it down a tad just to 
uh, not overwork and risk injuries and things like that for the players. So that is a good, it is a good point, but I think some teams have the luxury of having the option. Some teams don't. And yeah, but like the big thing is like last year, like KD was tired in the yeah. playoffs. He didn't have enough spring in his step because of the grueling season. Yeah. So just a fun little, you know, it wasn't super analytical, but just a fun little usage rates with, with minutes played. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. We have, uh, we want to do a couple of predictions. Yes. Well, it's still off. early in the season. Makes it interesting because we can look back maybe halfway through the season, maybe at the end, see how accurate we were. Uh, and I think the most, most interesting ones would be MVP and Rookie of the Year. Mm. And I think early on, it'll be just be interesting to see where we, where we go with this. So let's start with MVP. See, I, was, I, I thought I made up my mind and I realized that there was one problem. Yeah. I was about to pick Luca, but there's yep. a problem. Because at the moment, they're 11th. <laughs> and we know that the odds... Like, you have to be a top three team to realistically get MVP. Yep. Uh, for anyone who we, hasn't heard our... I think it was season one, even. We did a little bit of a breakdown. I think it did Ben's bombshell on it. Uh, but yeah, we pretty much found out that you, you have to be on a contending team to have any chance at MVP. Right. If you're at the bottom, you're not going to get it. Russ is the only person... Yeah, the only outlier. But he had triple-double season, so pretty crazy. But, like, Luca is doing that well, so, like, maybe... Yeah, um, I don't. I was gonna say Luca, but now I'm like, oh, we're gonna follow the rules. But <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna go with an outlier. Okay, I'm gonna say Jason Tatum. You know what? I was actually thinking that, which sounds crazy because just on a sheer like stat line perspective, like he's scoring really well. But you have yeah, like your crazy stats like Luca. But on the team performance, I think that plus his individual. Like, don't I don't want to put cast any shade. I think it's a good pick. I think it's a that's a sleeper pick, to be honest. I think not enough people will be considering that. Uh, Which uh, people are probably going to sleep on Boston all all year because like it's Boston. Yeah, they'll but, just get used to them. But maybe maybe like, if Boston can get like a story of like, oh yeah, we got close last year and we're we're you know we're doing really well this year. We're going to make it this year yeah. and make it win. Like the story a, does play into it's it. It's the so. story. But that's the thing. Like Luke has got the story at the moment of like carrying the Mavs for some reason. I feel like I I, I really only should pick one. So I'll give you my like runner-ups, and then Ooh, I'll pick my actual pick. Okay, uh, yeah. I think Jokic sh- could still be there. Yep. Uh, Denver's at the moment second; they're doing better this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if they finish strong, I mean, you can't really argue. If he puts up the same stats as last year or better, and they do better as a team, he surely would be up there. Nah, but he's already done it twice. True. They're g- they're going to pass around to someone else. Yeah. That's the thing. Like <laughs> he's already done. his like, oh yeah, best big man in the league story. Like, Perhaps. That's it. Yeah, he's done. Yeah, I don't know. If Denver really do well, I'm going to put that as a backup. Uh, yeah, obviously, Luca. if the Mavs do okay, then he has a chance, but otherwise, no. Uh, there's also Giannis, because if the Bucks also do well, he's always in that conversation. Uh, I do yeah, I do really like give me, Tatum. Give me a number one. Come on, give me a one. <sighs> okay. Uh, this is so tough. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna say... Uh, I don't know if I want to say it. I'm going to say Giannis. I'm going to say Giannis. Oh. Yeah, because I think if the Bucks, like, if they... Overtake the Celtics if they like finish like first. I don't know because I think uh, spicy icy when Giannis doesn't get it. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I don't necessarily want Giannis to get it, but I just think that they, it's going to be someone of the East this season. I think. I think okay. it could be Tatum or, or Giannis. So I think you're right. I don't think Jokic three times in a row, even though the, the nah, statistics no back it up. He's not. He doesn't seem as unstoppable this year. Yeah. So far. Yeah, I think Giannis because also he's had a, he's had a strong start to the season. I think he's. I mean, that kind of helps when he's had teammates out and stuff like that. But yeah, he's like top five in rebounds, top five in points. If he keeps it going, I don't know. I can see it. I can see it happening. So. Maybe. But he's also got the problem of he's already been an MVP. Yeah. So, but, you know, to be honest, yeah, we'll see. All right. So we'll, we'll put in at the moment Tatum. Yep. Giannis. Let's see what happens. 
Uh, I wish I could pick Luca. I was going to pick Luca, but yeah, the media is very behind him at the moment. I mean, he's absolutely balling, though. But, but I almost want to switch to him. You know what? Just be crazy. Just be crazy. I'm going to pick Luca. I changed my they, change my vote. <laughs> if they get to sixth, I think it's possible. Yeah, if they squeeze in, like yeah, b- bottomish playoff teams, then it's enough to at least do it because Jokic had it when down to sixth, I think. I think. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna say Luca. I'm gonna risk it all. Okay. I'm gonna say he okay. just goes absolutely wild. Uh, and with that crazy usage we were talking about, as long as you continue that and not get uh, yeah. too exhausted, then yep. Rookie so, of the year. Rookie of the year. Oh, this is easy. Benchero, done. I love. GG. I love Paolo. Yeah, Loki. I'm. I'm really rooting for him. I like him as a Look. as a player. Uh, he's currently leading rookies by a fair margin in points Look, per game. Jabari Smith, for example, is like heating up now, but Banchero has come in and looked like a ready-to-play NBA superstar from the moment he got on the court. Yeah, that is very true. He hasn't had a warm-up period. He's just straight up being like, I am an NBA player. Baller. Baller. Uh, I also want to say Banchero, but just to be different, like my secret pick is I'm definitely picking Banchero, but... Uh, <laughs> secret, not so secret. Yeah, not so secret. I'm going to pick Benedict Mathurin because... Uh, this is this is kind of crazy. Cool they, name. They did have him at the top of the uh, rookie leaderboard for a couple of weeks, but just because of how good Indiana is going at the moment, I don't know how much MVP. Is, is this the guy that's been talking smack to LeBron? <laughs> it might be. I think. I think the thing is right. Like MVP, the team we just said, the team performance is important. Rookie of the year, less so. Right? You could be on a bottom team, still get rookie of the year. But the Pacers are fourth at the moment. They're fourth <laughs> in the East with not many options really. They should be tanking at the moment. And he's somehow balling out. He's second at the moment in points on rookie. So I reckon he's there's, the second best pick. There's a rookie on the paces that has been talking smack to LeBron James. That'd be Benedict Mathurin, yeah. He's, I think he's a little, <laughs> got a little bit of ego, but this he's... dude's got the largest nads I've ever seen. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it is a bit early in his career to be talking smack to one of the goats, but he's balling out, to be fair. He's, he's a little bit behind in points, but he's more efficient than Paolo uh, in terms of his shooting splits. I don't know, man. I I still like Paolo. I hope Paolo gets it. Bruh. But Benedict, I'm going to put that as my pick. Just Everyone loves to feel bad for the Orlando Magic. <laughs> oh, man. Everyone doesn't care about the Pacers. Yeah. I don't know, but the Pacers are fourth. This is over the Sixers, over the Hawks, over the Raptors, over the Nets. Like that. They're, they're not going to stay there. No, yeah, they might not. They might not. The Pacers It'll be like are the even, Jazz. The, the Jazz already dropped down. The, the Pacers are even less cared about than Utah. Halliburton's playing really well, though, as well. Yeah. So. Watch him get traded. Yeah, <laughs> again. Uh, yeah, all right. So let's let's lock that in as our early picks. We'll we can, see. We Check in half of the season. Put it on the board. Yeah, put it on the board. I'll okay. Write it on and then we'll lock that in. Well, the opinions curse lives another week. Yep. Let's we'll see if we've just cursed our uh, no. guesses for MVPs and rookies. Imagine if Tatum just like starts to play terribly. Ooh. Well, oh, I guess no. we'll have to stay tuned to see if the curse will strike again. Oh gosh. <laughs> Next week. Oh dear. Well, uh, thanks for listening. Please like, share, subscribe, tell your mum about it. We're very welcoming to mothers. That sounds sus as hell, bro. <laughs> Pass it around, share it. Uh, catch us on all the social medias. We'll be up on TikTok, up on uh, Instagram, Insta, all that good YouTube. stuff. We're getting there. And yeah, catch you next time.